0: The ideas, the leaders, the lives that are shaping Denmark and the world.
1: From Blocks Hub in Copenhagen, Denmark, this is Global Denmark.
0: Welcome back to the Global Denmark Podcast, where we explore how thought leaders and innovators are working to create a better Denmark and a better world. Well, we recently had the pleasure of talking via Skype with Mr. Jonathan Choa algreen Jonathan is the CEO of One People and the founder of the Impact Business Investment Group. Jonathan's ultimate goal is to change the mindset of the business community from a profit-oriented gainer to a social entrepreneurship front runner, making business a platform to bring impact to the world. And this is precisely where our conversation his departure but we didn't stop there we took a deep dive into meaning what is the role of a business in terms of creating positive societal impact what does jonathan and other investors look for in terms of promising young entrepreneurs and how do we create human well-being moving forward this was a rather interesting conversation i must say and we were able to navigate through finance and philosophy without missing too much of a beat. So I hope you enjoy as much as I did. And without further ado, we bring you Jonathan Choa Alkain. Okay. okay, guys, we are back. And I am on the phone with Mr. Jonathan Chowa Alkain, calling in from Bali today. Jonathan, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. Thank you so much.
0: How are things over there?
1: It's great, thank you, despite their situation, global situation, of course. But everything is good here, and the weather is always fantastic, right? It's
0: Bali. <laughs> a, <laughs> so, a little uh, different than Denmark, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, certainly, suddenly,
0: We're about 18 degrees and sunny today, so we would say it's fantastic. But I, I don't know what relative <laughs> what, what Bali fantastic is. 28. Yeah, that's that's a different level. Yeah. This is yeah, like... Yeah medium medium low. but uh jonathan i really appreciate you uh taking the time to call in and look forward to this conversation first of all maybe you could say just a couple words about yourself to our audience and then we're going to dive into your mission yeah of
1: course i'm jonathan i'm original from denmark and i uh, have more than two decades of experience building businesses acquiring new businesses investing in businesses sold businesses so i'm an entrepreneur and an investor and um, building global businesses i would say my main focus is to to build businesses that that actually are impacting the world in a in a positive way that changing changing the world to a better place so to speak and of course that speak works but, but i do it through my different businesses and uh, investments and primarily invest, investing in impact driven entrepreneurs and businesses uh, around the globe
0: actually How did you end up in Bali? Maybe you could map out your journey from, I don't know where you're from in Denmark, but how did you get there? I guess by a plane, but.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, we we decided, it's five years ago actually, and we decided, my family and me, uh, to go to Bali and, and set up a brand for one of our companies called One People. One People is a sustainable luxury fashion brand, which we are pushing global. And we saw a uh, benefits in, 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 in actually doing that or setting up a branch here in Bali. So that's how we ended here. We're still here for now and probably a couple of more years.
0: I mean, I don't think the climate's that bad there to hang out near the beach there. So uh, not not the no, worst place in the
1: world. No, no, so certainly. And actually, it's it's funny you, you, you point that out because that, that is actually one of the challenges. I would say not for not for me, but... You know, one of the challenges, of course, our company—it's quite big. We have people from all over the world, right? And Indonesians are, you know, used to this kind of climate, and you know, they don't derail themselves because they come to a surfer's paradise, so to speak, right? <laughs> but but when when people arrive from UK or, or US or wherever, right, yeah. they, they come into this bubble. So it always takes a bit of time to, uh, I would say, declimate, you know, into a more, you know professional or, or, or ambitious kind of work environment. But that's that's one of the, the, the small, funny parts of it. Yeah,
0: I can imagine productivity is not at 100% right from day one if you're trying to learn no, how to surf.
1: No, that's <laughs> true. But it's difficult, right? 300 meters away from our headquarter here in Bali is the most beautiful beach, uh, right? Uh, with surfers from all over the world, right? <laughs> stop, stop,
0: stop it, man. We're, get, we're getting into the dark period here. Like yeah. my depression, yeah, I can't, I can't. All right. We're going to record it live from Bali next time. I I can't do this, but, um, (laughs) let's, let's dig a little bit deeper into your mission there. I can see that you guys ultimate goal is to change the mindset of the business community from a profit oriented gainer to a social entrepreneurship front runner. Could you maybe unpack that for us? What, What are you guys fighting for here?
1: First and foremost, we are, we are fighting for creating a better tomorrow for more people, I would say, and uh, and using business to do so, because we realized that I think the, the, the strongest tool to do so in the fastest way, so to speak, is through business. Because as I see it, it is the business community that contain both the most capital and the most expertise workforce wise. And if you kind of steer that more in the direction of how we can use these entities meaning businesses to actually creating creating a bit of tomorrow for more people and the planet i can't see a faster way to to get to to all the big plans that are you know scaled up so to speak by our politicians and un and whoever you ask right We, we talk about climate change we talk about poverty we talk about many different challenges throughout the world and but we haven't Yet realize that we have it right here, you know, right where most people are actually going to work every single day using those entities to do so. But I have to point out here, it's not anything against profit driven or capitalism. I believe in both. But I also believe that we should use profit and we should use capitalism to to actually create. A better tomorrow for more people as i said before why not instead of just direct profit say yeah to, into the pockets of the few so that's that's the intention and motivation behind everything we are doing and i am doing hmm. uh, through the entities through the businesses and the investment group that we have yes it's-
0: So it comes down to a core question about whose responsibility is it to create a better world? Is it the individual citizen? Is it the government? Is it business? And it seems like you're saying that business has a huge part to play in this due to the fact that they have so much capital to invest in it that there's almost a disproportionate potential influence. Is that correct?
1: Yeah that's correct and and you also I would say so much talent right you know yep. most, most talent when when it comes to the workforce is, is being you know I would say occupied in the in in the business community right through businesses through the different organizations and I mean business organizations and think about how relatively fast we could actually get to where I would say a lot of us want the want the humanity and the planet to 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 be at to the next level so to speak you know can we accept in the world that still around a half it's around poverty level or 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 below can we accept that can we accept the challenges Mm -hmm. when it comes to climate uh, changes and and so forth plastic in the oceans uh, and and so forth why not use what we already have it's more about motivation i would say there has been created this kind of division between the people and the business community, or politicians and the business community, but yes. that's something we have, you know, created. I would say we—it's—it's it's just a thought, right? It's a—it's a division in thought. It doesn't have to be like that. I certainly can understand why it happens, right? Because certainly a lot of or some entrepreneurs in history and, and companies have taken advantage of, of labor and, and so forth, uh, you know. So of course there's still a lot of challenges on that side of their. Uh, of the table so to speak but but think about if your motivation is more directed i would say towards actually using all the advantages the business community and business has then you can actually create something very good very fast and maybe the, the last point is what is fantastic in my opinion about the business community is that there's really no ideology in the business community the business community in general does what it what it needs to do always and in that way i relatively fast to to reshape things and to you know steer things in another direction because there's not some construction of thought or idea geology, like you know i would say within politics you know that's not very very present in the business community so we we do what works so to speak yeah that, more that, pragmatic. That's, yeah very pragmatic and that, that's also why you have You know, the last, I would say, 15 15 years or so, different kind of, you know, meditation and yoga and all other kinds of, I would say, semi-spiritual practices, Mm -hmm. even at executive level in the big corporation, right? How is that possible if it was, you know, if it was based on religion or some kind of ideology? It's not. It's because they try it out. It works. Fine. We do it. You know, so that kind of pragmatism is is also a... um, a, a, a big advantage or help to actually use the business community as a as a strong force towards good, creating good in the world for humanity and and the planet itself. So.
0: That makes a lot of sense to me. You know, you think that pragmatism, that agility, that's divorce of these ingrained ideologies that slow human progress down. Obviously, there's some benefits, but I think that's an interesting analogy, too, when we talk about uh, mindfulness or yoga and how it's been incorporated into society and packaged in a way that doesn't have a specific ideology. But the one guiding principle is to increase human well-being. And I Uh. think if the goal is that we can have this, well, I guess your company's one people, you know, this kind of global mindset where we're talking about how do we increase human well-being? How do we increase the positive impact on this planet? That seems like something that a lot of stakeholders could rally around.
1: Yeah, certainly, certainly. I would say it's not even very extreme to talk about these matters today. It might have been a bit more extreme 15 years ago. Yeah. But 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 but, but today it's kind of you know it's more and more that you see even top notch uh, CEOs around you know big corporations and so begin to talk more and more about these matters that we can actually use our our businesses to to have a, uh, a more positive impact in the world as well. So it's not just the bottom line. It's not just it's not just profit driven anymore i would say or it 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 is but it's changing that's my point
0: why do you think it has been such a powerful narrative for so long that you know it's businesses reason for being are to increase shareholder value yeah what what do you attribute the change to these last 10 15 20 years
1: yeah i I would give a a bit philosophical approach to that one if that's okay i study
0: philosophy so i'm ready
1: oh okay 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 Perfect. No, I, I, I see from my analysis, it's it, it comes from a, a twofold approach. And and first and foremost, it's about, as I see it, a change in consciousness, whatever that is. What I mean by change in consciousness is that we actually become more and more conscious human beings, that we, we become more and more aware of the problems that there is in the world and we have created in the world and, mm. and, become, and become more and more conscious about that we can actually do something about it. Yeah. You know, we have a responsibility on the individual level. That's one part of the equation, I would say. And the other part is there is a strong and strong demand from the consumer part of the game, so to speak. So there's a bigger, bigger push from the consumers that they request and demand a change in their approach business Brands and so forth to how they do business. That could also be, you know, put on the product. You know, we want organic product for products, for example, or sustainable products. And we, yeah. we want uh, we want our the brand and support to have a, a more positive impact in the world, even above and beyond, say, sustainability. But maybe even, you know, how can we eradicate poverty, say, or wh- whatever it is, right? Yeah. So there's this kind of dual process going on. And, of course, it's connected because, yeah, and on top of that, you could actually say, I experience a rapid change at even the board level or in, yeah. in different operations yeah. around the globe. But actually, it's not just <laughs> in the part of the world where you sit right now. It's actually around the globe. At the highest level, executive levels, you see a change. And I think that comes from the same place, both motivated by they also become more and more conscious about. You cannot just have that singular approach to how you do business. You have to take a bigger responsibility, even outside your own organization, as well as, of course, they're aware of if we are not changing the way we do business, will our customers, consumers, will they still be there for us five, 10 years from now?
0: It's amazing, you know, and it has to be anchored there at the board level, you know, to get that maximum influence. And Mm. I think it's really... Interesting to see that kind of from understanding your equation, it's this kind of heightened self-awareness, global awareness of you can make a difference that leads to this kind of consumer shift that alters the market substantially where profitability and social impact become more and more intertwined. And that makes me feel pretty happy about the direction of humanity, I must say. Mm -hmm.
1: certainly certainly I'm you know despite the challenges uh, now now COVID-19 on top of all the the other challenges but uh, I I would say it's if you really begin to study these things and you really begin to look into history also as well it is very difficult to keep a negative or pessimistic uh, mindset to the development you know if you see how many people has been pulled out of poverty the last 20 years it's totally amazing it's it's more than a half a billion people right in china alone and and africa now is 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 in rapid growth as well and it's really amazing and the opportunities you have i would actually state in most countries fortunately in most countries the the opportunities the individual has today compared to 100 years ago is absolutely amazing. To be honest, I I, I can't have a negative or pessimistic mindset when I look into all this. We have really come a long way and, and we're keeping on Pushing ourselves to the next level all the time, you know, brick by brick, we're building this beautiful building for humanity. I would say, and if I can use it as a,
0: yeah, as
1: a kind, yeah. kind, kind, kind of picture of how, <laughs> how 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 I view it, I'm, I'm actually not religious, but uh, John, it, it, it might sound sound like that. But but, but Jonathan, uh, I, I can tell that... you've been out of
0: Den- you've been out of Denmark for a while. You're way too optimistic. I mean, this is this is crazy. <laughs> you got you got to come back.
1: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't different when I lived in Denmark. I have to say, but yeah, unfortunately, a lot of people are a bit. Pessimistic, but but it really comes down. I would say it really comes down to to me. It comes down to facts, also. But we can always discuss those facts. But first and foremost, I actually think it comes down to a decision: whether you want to to look at things from this angle or perspective, or you choose another perspective to look into things. It will be two different answers. If you know what I mean? So you kind of choose your own. Yeah, I actually truly believe you, you You choose your own path and you also choose how you look into the world and, and decide what to see, so to speak.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, it's a beautiful vision and it's, you know, uh, working towards creating this great societal impact and changing the mindset of companies. What do you specifically invest in? I know that you're the head of the Impact Business Investment Group or IBIG. Maybe you can say a couple words about that.
1: Yeah, IBIC is our impact business investment group. What we do there is to steer some of our capital towards this whole agenda I was talking about before. And that means we invest in what I call the entrepreneurs of tomorrow or the business of tomorrow. And, and that means or includes the, that whole perspective that we just talked about. That means entrepreneurs and businesses that are actually having an agenda that is more impact driven than just for profit driven. Yeah, you know my vision for all this is kind of it actually came many 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 years ago, and I realized when I was a very young man, I would say, uh, I realized there was I was pretty good at actually entrepreneurship and and building business. I, I kind of understood it, and I, I kind of, you know, it, it was kind of an easy game, an easy playground yeah. for me, relatively speaking, of course. I realized this that. Why is it that we have to look into that whole ball game as a? You have the businesses on one on one side, you know, for profit driven. It's even stated in their what you're taught in in universities, right? You know, what is the purpose of a of a of a company, right? It's 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 maximizing profit. My yes, right
0: profit and shareholder yeah. value. Yeah. yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's kind of religious, right? And 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 when you kind of attack that religious sentence, you will be attacked, right? <laughs> so so so, be so
0: persecuted. So, so,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. So, in, in particular, that part is almost religious. But I would say that's the only part in, in within the business community that that's a bit religious, in my <laughs> opinion. But anyway, we have to remember that sentence is created by us. It's created by man, and that can be changed to to another approach, right? But my point was, when I looked into how the whole ball game was about it, you have the you have the businesses on one side, and then you have the NGO on the other side, so okay. to speak. Meaning, business was for profit. And NGOs, it's charity, it's create a better tomorrow for more people and the planet, right? That's that's the objective with that. And then I realized that none of these approaches is actually sustainable. Mm. The business side is not sustainable because when you have a singular focus, like driving profit and, and pay your shareholders, so to speak, that's a very isolated thing. If you look into the world from a bigger perspective, right? Not just have a small group in a corner and say, oh, fantastic be rich. It's good to, of course, have, have that freedom that it's possible for people to create something big. That's very necessary. And that's also why I believe to a certain degree in capitalism, because it's, it gives the individual the freedom to actually create and innovate and build things. But it's not sustainable. In the long run, it's not sustainable. It's, it's kind of cornering itself up, so to speak. Yeah. But on, on the other side of the table, you then had the NGOs, they entirely rely on charity. So that means, okay, what do we do with that? I thought this is many, many years ago. And of course, how can we maybe make a hybrid between those two different entities or approaches and create a hybrid? You you still have the the best from the business side because I certainly believe it still have to have a successful business model that drives profit yeah. because that makes it, that makes the whole
0: you need revenue generation. Exactly. You're yeah. not dependent upon charity. Yeah,
1: hundred percent and profit as well because that's how you that's what you use to actually grow right. your business, uh, grow right. new markets and so forth, right? And you also solve the the other side, the NGO side, because you put you you actually take the NGO side into a more financially sustainable business model, which you create internally, you could say, instead of relying on charity from outside in, right? So
0: okay so the financial the financing structure and the profit generation from the business side with kind of the operational focus of the ngos and how they go about their business
1: exactly so what you get is you get a hybrid between a traditional business and a traditional ngo and you create this new third so to speak which in my opinion become a very very strong force towards Positive impact in the world and create a better tomorrow, as I have said many times already. <laughs> creating better yeah. tomorrow for more people and the planet itself. We can actually use this kind of entity very directly and very effective, and, and and so forth to to solve some of the the big challenges we have today. I could mention a handful of big challenges we yeah. have globally, right? But. But, you know, from poverty to climate changes to, you know, plastic in the oceans and so forth. Right. So
0: yes, for the entrepreneurs that are listening to this, if they um, if they're looking for investment opportunities, they're uh, promising young. They have an idea. So it sounds like that you would you would be looking first and foremost if they could kind of meet this kind of hybrid criteria that you've outlined as crucial for the future. Is that correct? Or what what other things are you looking at for entrepreneurs that you would want to invest either money or know how into?
1: Yeah, it's 100% true what you just said. It's um, it's a crucial part of becoming a part of that group and attracting investment from from IBIC. But what I look into project is, I always first and foremost look into uh, who the entrepreneur is. I would say to build success, to build to build entrepreneurial success is first and foremost about people. It's less about the idea or the business model with that I mean it's very difficult not impossible but it's very difficult to change mindset to change personality to change you know the entrepreneurs you know approach oh, yeah. to life and then and, and so forth it's way easier to change or reshape the idea and the business model so I would say I'm investing in people yes uh, people with the right mindset and the right uh, personality and so forth but of course i'm also investing in the project so I also look into is this business model they have come up with this idea is that scalable is that potentially can we create success with that business model
0: and would you say that they're equally weighted or is in your experience the the people behind it even more crucial than the idea itself and you can you can work with these people to kind of bring forth the idea in a more packageable way
1: no doubt the latter it's it's, oh. it's mainly people it's mainly about people so i'm investing first and foremost in people whether that's 80 20 or it's 90 10 i don't know yeah. but, but the point the point is the business model is reshable you can reshape it uh, you can adjust it you can you can even change it right the same with strategy the same with their uh, distribution models and and whatever there is on their more practical levels you can change all that but changing the entrepreneurs changing the people's mindset and and personality is Not impossible, I would say, because we also work, and I work with my partners doing so. Because it's also about personal growth, I would say, right? Becoming, you know, more more knowledgeable and. And insightful and changing your behavior say to become a better leader for your people become better uh, motivator become better uh, inspiration to your people which leadership is first and foremost about if you ask me so that's also a part of it and 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 it is possible i'm just saying that's the most difficult part so i first and foremost look into the values and and the mindset of the entrepreneurs yeah
0: That makes a lot of sense. I completely agree. Before we take a break, I just want to ask you about coming projects here. And I know that you're in the process of developing something called Business for Planet, a potential launch here in 2021. Could you say Mm. a couple words about that, Jonathan? Yeah, of course. Yeah,
1: thank you for mentioning. This is really a uh, our big project, so to speak, because this is actually the entity that will change the game from our perspective and uh, and where we can realize our, our true motivation behind all this. Business for Planet is a uh, entrepreneur program, which will become global, uh, meaning that it will be a platform, an online platform, where we educate and mentor the entrepreneurs of tomorrow, so to speak. We, help them with building the the, the, the right knowledge base and uh, know-how to how to build a business successful. And we help them to see that entrepreneurship and businesses way more than just a profit driver. That means that's where you get the whole social impact approach into it as well. It would be potential entrepreneurs from all over the world, from Denmark to, to Indonesia, to Africa, you know, US. So it would be from all over the world and it would be a free Online program. So this is something we finance, hundred oh, percent, okay, hundred percent, hundred And even on top of that, the intention is to invest in the best of these entrepreneurs and best of these uh, projects that uh, they come in with. All we build together.
0: 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. And uh,
1: that, that's the expectation still, despite COVID and and <laughs> and, and all the challenges. But uh, but. Uh,
0: front COVID. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, that's exciting. We'll definitely you know, have to um, keep us updated on the progress on that, and we'll uh, let we'll everybody know when that's being launched. I think exactly. that looks like a, a true value add for for all parties there, being able to bring these talented uh, entrepreneurs, give them a masterclass in what we're talking about here, and and you guys can also, you know, look at that talent pool. That I think that sounds it sounds like a great initiative. Exactly.
1: Yeah, can I mention one thing in in sure. that regard? You know as one of the biggest challenges of today is uh, poverty and uh, this idea with business for Planet actually came out of that and the connection between them is yeah, you know we we know through the project we create ourselves or you know one people or Vinic fairer or, or love nature or whatever, whatever they're called all the projects we have and the businesses we have investments and ownership of in uh, impact business investment group this is we can't do this alone so if we really want to change the game Within the business community how we think as entrepreneurs how we think as leaders how we think as when we develop business and drive business we really need to create a network or a net you could say mm-hmm. uh, throughout the world creating this new way of thinking it's not an overnight thing it, it's not something that i built you know just in a couple of days this is a long-term project right you don't have i have to say you don't have to be young to 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 join in for this for, for, for this program but i i kind of expect that it would mainly be the, the the young people, right? It would be Gen Z and millennials that will yeah. judge for these programs. And but of course, every, everyone is welcome. But but I I certainly believe that these young people also bring in a new agenda and new motivation, which is fantastic to to observe from
0: the oh yeah. from the yeah.
1: Afro- where I am, because they're you know they're not willing to compromise, and that's actually that, that can provoke, especially <laughs> yeah. our my own generation Gen X and and even even older generations, right? But think of it from a positive perspective. It's actually amazing because when when you you actually want change and you're willing to contribute to that yeah. change yourself, and that's what we see in the young people today. So I, I expect a lot of young entrepreneurs or hopeful entrepreneurs or potential entrepreneurs who actually join into this program because they actually want to do something meaningful with what they create, right? So the point is to create a lot of these entrepreneurial projects, businesses throughout the world and through the many, we create true change. So it's not just a few creating a bit of change in a corner of the world. No, it's through the many projects, successful, hopefully, projects, businesses that would be created that we actually create that rapid change that is needed, so much needed in the world. But there's also a lot of other challenges that we need to look into as well. So that's the whole motivation. Good
0: stuff. Good stuff yeah. there. Yeah, we'll um, look into see how uh, the rollout of that for sure, and we'll um, yeah, we'll follow that closely. Jonathan, I think that's a great place to uh, take a quick break, yes. and then we will wrap up the podcast today with what we call our quick fire round. Studying for an executive MBA at Henley Business School in Denmark is an intense and rewarding experience. If you want to achieve the best possible outcomes in business and in life, Henley can give you the skills and knowledge you need through the Henley MBA. For more information, visit henley.dk. All right, we are back with today's guest, Jonathan Chowe Aukren, and we are ready to enter our quickfire round. Jonathan, are you ready? I believe so <laughs> <laughs> All right. well here it comes Jonathan what habits routines or rituals do you do every day to stay mentally or physically sharp
1: i wake up early in the morning that has been a crucial part for me for a very long time i don't sleep a lot five to seven hours maximum a, a day so i work up five around five o'clock in the morning and the first thing i do is actually i kind of create the focus and i use meditation So that's one of the first things uh, I I do in the morning. Not every morning, though, but I I use meditation and I've actually meditated for uh, 28 years or something like that.
0: And what does that do for you, maybe for audience that are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you say a word about how that's impacted you?
1: Yeah, I actually think when when people ask me that question, I normally answer that if I should come with one, I only had the chance to give you one advice for life. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> start meditating because that has been the biggest life changer i would say and mind changer in my life yeah what does it exactly do it creates a strong focus it creates a place within me where i can enter and get a bit deeper insight in in what to do what not to do so to speak it's helped me to to have a healthy mind. Yeah. So I, I would I would say meditation for me is, is, is a tool. It's not just about relaxing or de stressing in the mind, not even close today. It's it's way more than that. I would say the most fantastic part is when you have actually trained or practiced meditation for many years, you don't even have to do regular meditation anymore. You can kind of re enter that space within you, so to speak, without necessarily have to go through a certain kind of meditation.
0: Yeah, it's a, you know, it's really interesting. My wife actually drew my attention towards mindfulness based meditation. I think it was kind of John Kabat-Zinn some years ago, and I began doing it as well a few years ago. I'm I definitely have a lot of room for improvement and making it a daily routine, but I, I can already see the benefits and I can really um, hear what you're talking about and understand it in my own life. So I think that's something I look forward to continue implementing in my own life and can see the benefits. Absolutely. So Jonathan, what is your biggest motivator?
1: My biggest motivator is certainly that I have found meaning in life, so to speak. And the meaning in life for me is very much centered around what we talked about in the first part of this podcast. I certainly believe when you when you find purpose in life, it becomes meaningful. I would say when, when I mentor people around me and they ask, you know, to some of these Crucial parts of life, so to speak. How can I find happiness, for example, or how can I find meaning? I, I always go to the to the core of, the, of it all, and to me, that's about finding your purpose in life. Yeah. So when you kind of find that purpose, uh, whatever that purpose is, and you begin to connect with it and you, uh, and you of course, decide to realize it, it's not enough that it's just a dream, your purpose, right? You, you, you kind of have to begin to work and realize and unfold that purpose in life. When you do that, you will get a, you know, unbelievable strong feeling of meaning. And drive and motivation, and with that follows happiness as well. To me, yeah. I would say ha- happiness is not the goal for me. Purpose is the goal, or meaning, you could say, or the feeling of meaning and fulfillment, and all that is 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 is, is, a, is a core of of it all. But result of that, or part of that, comes happiness, or the feeling of happiness, if you want to call it that. Every yeah. everyone is is talking about happiness, right? So. So maybe that's, that's the best no, route no, I, I in, in, into it, right? So
0: I think you're capturing kind of a core happiness that actually, when we go back to, you know, Greek philosophy, the, the kind of the original conception of happiness, this kind of harmony between your beliefs and your actions, where your purpose mm-hmm. is merged into what you're doing. And I think it makes a lot of sense.
1: Exactly.
0: Jonathan, what is the best piece of business or life advice you have ever received?
1: If I can answer two things, uh, I would say, first and foremost, you can unfold your biggest potential and you could actually say, we all have a huge potential and you are able to actually unfold that if you choose to do so. When you unfold your potential, it will always have an outer impact as well. So it would both change you as a person as well as changing the world around you, whether that world is... A very close wor- world like family, say, or close community, or even the bigger perspective, it could even be changing the world, right? I think we all have a huge potential. So it's a matter of discovering that and, and unfold that potential. I, th- I think that's that's a crucial part of all the best insight I have received. When I ponder on it after you now ask me this question, right, I kind of think that is a Censoring everything else around that's why i'm doing what i'm doing right i'm you know because that that potential i'm unfolding is connected with my purpose as you also talked about before and and that creates meaning for me and that creates uh, happiness and, and, and all these other i would say a bit outer things but behind it all it's a it's a belief that i have a potential and my fellow human beings has a has a potential and if you really looked into me on all levels of my motivation and what drives me, and what everything about me—it's about unfolding that potential, both within me, but also being a contributor, supporter of the people I have around me, and they're yeah. help, helping there with unfolding their own potential. Yeah. Which, by the which, interestingly enough taps into the whole talk about leadership that's what leadership is about if you ask me so and i, I think that that might be the reason for me being have been leadership for more than two ah, not yeah around t- two decades and why i really feel a so strong drive when it comes to leadership and being with other people and trying to help them grow to their next level so to speak and so forth everything around that is about unfolding that inner potential i would say
0: did you have a teacher or mentor when you were younger that has influenced your life?
1: I would say I've had, had several that have influenced my life. I, I would say first and foremost, I would say th- this might sound a bit lame to some, and I, I know that, but the truth is actually, I'm very inspired from all people I meet. I, I really love people.
0: Well, your company is one people, so that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you could say that. Yeah, exactly. But no, I really love people, and I and I really love I, I really love also diverse. I'm never just looking for like-minded people. I, I know that's a you know something that we might subconsciously do. A lot of us, right? That yeah, the we kind of affinity bias. Yeah. I actually love the opposite of that. That to find their connectedness with all the people I meet, because I I really feel deeply inspired by people I meet, whether it's uh, on the street or it's employees or or whoever they are, they have a life story and they have something to share. And I deeply believe that even though now in my early 40s, that a lot of people are approaching me for advice and because I have created some success, you could say, I always mention to these people that Don't feel that I'm the one giving to them. I also certainly feel deeply inspired for these processes. When I mentor people, say, they also give me a lot. So I would say, first and foremost, I'm deeply inspired by people. But when that is said, of course, I have had some, I would say, extraordinary human beings that has inspired me.
0: I think that pivots beautifully into my next question, which is, if you're invited to a dinner party, and you could invite two people from history, alive or dead today, who would you invite and why, if you had to narrow it down to people sitting next to you?
1: I would uh, certainly Nelson Mandela. I never met him, unfortunately. Uh, I didn't have the chance, even though he was alive when I was alive, but but uh, Nelson Mandela is one. He has been a huge inspiration for me. He is one of those personalities that, that I have followed, so to speak, since early 90s and, and read his books and so forth, Uh, deeply inspired by him because I think he's, to me, he's a symbol of what is human possible, even though he's kind of mastering being human in many ways, right? This is something he has shown us the path of what is possible for human beings, this amazing personality, this amazing approach he had to leadership and to being human. So he's one. And the other, I would say that could be several. But let us go two two and a half thousand years back All in right, history, back. A, a, around Plato or Socrates, uh, if you wish. Okay, I'm very much I'm very much into uh, philosophy and psychology and uh, discovering new levels within myself and within the human mind and the human consciousness and and so forth and discovering what life is about. And one of, and one of the most inspirational philosophers to me is certainly plato he has kind of built the ground for every philosopher coming after him in, in many ways <laughs> you can say you can say western philosophy is western based, philosophy,
0: on, yeah. on, yep. it,
1: it's based on him right and so yeah it's it, it was also about human ac- accomplishment what is possible for, for the human mind and the human and therefore humanity you can say right so
0: so well, that'd be an interesting dinner yeah
1: yeah it, it would it <laughs> certainly would
0: <laughs> all right yeah. We got two more questions here for uh, to wrap up today. Do you have any book or books that you would recommend to our audience that you find inspiring?
1: A lot. I read a lot. I read a lot. I'm a massive reader, so to speak. Um, long, long Walk to Freedom, uh, Nelson Mandela. Yeah, read that book and you will get a true story about human accomplishment and what is possible to accomplish as a human being it's absolutely amazing. and this is possible for all of us. that's the most amazing part of the story if you ask me so so that this is not just Nelson Mandela. this is all of us that can strive higher and develop ourselves into becoming a force towards good, I would say in uh, in the world, starting with being and loving towards the people around you who are sitting next to you, right? So I, I, I would I would certainly say, read that book.
0: Well, Jonathan, we have come to the final question, and this is the question we ask to all of our guests, and that is, what do you think Denmark can teach the rest of the world, and what do you think Denmark can still learn to be better at?
1: That's an amazing question. Thank you for that. Uh, let me think about it. Uh, um, uh, first first and foremost, I, I certainly think what Denmark and the Danish mentality can inspire other populations and part of the world is the very liberal, down to earth approach to life in many ways. There, there's a reason for uh, a lot of the most controversy things coming out of from Denmark, right? During the last 50 years, right? It, it's a very liberal mindset, right? And yeah. we we want, we want our freedom and we want our free speech. And, you know, people should not come and tell, not even the neighbors should come and tell me what to do and not uh, what to do, right? And so I think that that's actually a crucial part. And why do I believe so much in that? Because I, th- I, think, I think it's the foundation of truly setting people free. I, I really believe that A free people, so to speak. A free mind is the foundation of reaching the sky in many ways as a human being. And in that way, become a better force towards good, as I also mentioned before. But it starts with setting ourselves free and setting each other free. But it's based on, let me call it, kind of a liberal uh, mindset. And And I really think that if Denmark and the Danish people is radiating anything it's it's based on that part i would say and i really hope i really hope that for the danish people that they will keep that path keep that approach keep on that track so to speak and not deround too much from it despite challenges challenges like some of the challenges we are seeing right now right that's uh, That's what they can teach the world no. Yeah. Yeah. You call it teach. I, I, I like to call it inspiring. Said. But but anyway, okay. it's the same thing. It, it's the same thing. So so yeah, that, that, that's a thing. That's a contribution. I think the Danish people certainly should be aware of that they actually have to the world. And flip side of that, that's really a good question. Uh, I, I would start from another place and, and mention what I mentioned uh, earlier in our conversation. And that is, I certainly think it will help Denmark and the Danish people that we stop thinking about ourselves as we are the best in the world meaning it it, it, there's nothing wrong with having that you know uh, i would say self-self belief but when self-belief become radical or become just not true it becomes an obstacle for, for for development and i think that that kind you know danes are not and actually, not approaching the world—that's not my experience. Danes are not approaching the world in a way where they tell everyone that we are the best in the world. <laughs> it's an underlining statement. It's an—it's an, it's an underlying something under the surface all the time that you can say whatever you think. You're an American, right? You can say whatever you think, and we can have a good conversation and we can smile and laugh together. But behind it all, the Dane will probably, most probably, have the feeling that he's right—that he, that we have the best system, that we have the best approach to how to, to politics, say, or to run businesses or leadership or flat structure in an organization or whatever it is, right? So it's not because the Dane has a huge motivation of telling the whole world in words, say, but it's an underlying thing. It's, it's, it's there always. It's a strong belief that we are the best, so to speak, without telling everyone. And I think that that becomes an obstacle because we are not the best in the world. We can learn so much and be inspired so much from from even from the part of the world I sit right now. There is so much to learn still for all of us.
0: Well, thank you for that. And I think it reminds me of a quote. I can't remember who the author of it was, but they said that, Danes, we are the most humble people in the world. And in that respect, we are the best. Exactly. <laughs>
1: It's like that. that spot it, it, on. Um, it captures that
0: duality there, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for sharing your vision, your purpose, and what you're doing. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. And
0: uh, to be continued. Yeah, let us know if you're uh, back in Copenhagen.
1: I will. Thank you so much. Otherwise,
0: we're definitely we we'll, we'll bring the production crew down to Bali. I think that's a better idea, actually. Just oh, got that's
1: amazing. Tell me where. So we're me we're when. coming. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> it's amazing. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. And to our audience, don't forget to jump over to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. It really does make a difference, guys. And uh, until next time, see you on the GDP. Are you getting the most out of your time in Denmark? Pick up the printed copy of the English language newspaper Copenhagen Post today to access relevant news and event information guaranteed to enhance your working and family life.